We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We have Tommy Guns with a question here. Sean, we'll get through a bunch of these here. What is your recruiting strategy in NCAA? Do you tend to go after in-state first? Do you trust the star ranking? Well, Sean, the, the, the one NCAA game, I don't know if it's been every single one, but is it, there's options where you put more money into certain recruits and it'll show you their actual ratings, right, at the end of it. Wasn't that, wasn't that a thing? Well, see, Our, as yeah. I remember – didn't it have like when we started off, which recruits were like it's kind of like the cool, hot, cool, cold thing on like 247 or whatever? Yeah, like you start out with that, and I would focus on those yeah. guys for like if the guys that were really high that were like four stars, yeah. five stars, like lock these dudes up, right? Sure, and then sure. I had I had to go just straight flip at least two or three guys, like guys that were low going you know to Alabama to or USC, yeah. Well, I used to play so much, Sean. I also used to memorize in my mind, the, like the the um the faces of the recruits at certain positions. You knew by the faces who was the guy or not. And I think people mm-hmm. out there will know what I'm talking about. Like there mm-hmm. used to be a there used to be a athlete, like a person that was listed as an athlete that you could move the quarterback, and I think you could play a couple different positions. But I remember the generic face that he had. If that guy was that athlete that guy was going to be like an 82 overall to start out with. Like he was going to be an 82 mm-hmm. to start with, no doubt about it. And he had like 90, 91 speed that you could put a quarterback if you felt like it. Like So you could tell by the generic faces at different positions that that was one of the guys, because I used to do that homework thing I was talking about where you would put so much points into a certain player that it started unlocking what their speed is, what their attributes are, and it showed you an actual overall to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I, I mastered the system. In NCAA, I figured it out. I had I had a little bit of the cheat codes in recruiting, man. Because Sean, I used to I used to load up, 
I used to write the whole first year of classes, right? So then the next year, you would have all the true freshmen, all the redshirt freshmen together, and then you just start building from there. And then you would have like a super team by like year four, like an absolute super team. That's the way to do it. How man. far did you get? How far did you get? Because I think as if I'm not what, mistaken, what year? The, the, what year? I, got, I think I got up. I think I got up to like 23. I played like 10 years. Yeah, I had a dynasty, but no, oh, really? no, 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 the 23 season. Oh, so I got okay, up to got like it, the 23 it. season. Yeah. So, so you played like nine years though, right? Like nine, yeah. 10 years is what you're saying? Yeah. I never went mm-hmm. that far. I I always used to go to like year five and then I would start a franchise back over because then my first recruiting class was all gone at that point. So then I would go yeah. and start a new one. You know what I mean? And then just start from nah. scratch. Type of With thing. Notre Dame, I would go. Just keep going. <laughs> just yeah. keep going. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's funny. That's oh man, I missed that game so much. That game was game was so fun. And no, I don't trust our ratings. That's why I would always do the um do the homework on the players to figure out what their actual rating was because I didn't trust the star ratings. <laughs> I did not trust it at all. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, um, we'll just knock this one out real quick. Ina Benami said, better nickname, Squirrel, or the artist formerly known as Charles Jagasaw? Oh, artist formerly that, known as Charles that's, Jagasaw. That's a great name, man. That's a great name. That's Salty's name for you, right, Squirrel? Yeah, because I was joking with the whole chat. Like, I, this, was, I, this was almost two years ago, Sean. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, my nickname was Squirrel Roberts when I was younger or something like that, which was a complete joke. <laughs> People, like, took it and were like, oh, Squirrel, Squirrel. Like, actually, wasn't my nickname. It doesn't hurt my feelings at all, but <laughs> it's fine. I don't know about that squirrel one. I'll roll with the artist formerly known as. I think that Charles Jagasaw could brand that, man. The artist formerly known as Charles Jagasaw. His name has changed twice since we've known him (laughs) somehow. But it's hilarious, man. Artist formerly known. So funny. We had a question here, Sean. Speaking of Michigan. Okay, speaking of Michigan, we're talking about Michigan football again. Joe Allen said, should Notre Dame go after Michigan safety Keon Saab, who just entered the transfer portal? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I would look at him. He played pretty I, I, good I, as a third third safety. He played nickel situations. He played all right. No, I, I think he's talented, man. He's very talented. Yeah. My thing is, is though, that you already got Rod Hurd. You already got yeah. Jordan Clark, who could play Jordan some safety. Clark. I my, my question would be, is like, do you even have a safety spot open, right? Like, that would be my yeah. first question. If you did have a safety spot open and Keon Seb wanted to come play at Notre Dame, would I look at him? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, because he's he's a pretty good player, man. I mean, I, I'm I'm I remember he had a he had a good national championship game, did he not? I'm trying to remember. I know he had a pretty good uh he had a definitely had a pretty good semifinal against Alabama. He made some really nice open field tackles. Yeah, so he had he had in that game against Washington, national championship game, he had six tackles and two pass mm-hmm. breakups against Washington. So he had a pretty good game that game. That works. End of the year, 28 tackles, two interceptions, five pass breakups as a third safety. That's pretty that's pretty good. And he's listed at six foot one, 208 pounds. So he's a pretty big safety, too. So would I look at him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would look at him. I don't know if he would be interested in Notre Dame. I, I honestly don't know if Notre Dame has a spot open. Like, I just don't know if they have a safety spot. But would I look at him? If I could, sure, I would look at him. Real quick, Iden Benami. Another one said, Ivan Taylor and Ethan Long, are they locked in? I read so, but confirming, LOL. I get it, Iden. In the world of recruiting the way it is today, I get it. Yes, I had updates on the message board. I had also articles at irishbreakdown.com, also including Jadon Blair and the coaching change, obviously, of Chris O'Leary leaving Notre Dame for the L.A. Chargers. Yes, they are locked in to their Notre Dame commitments. They are not locked in. All right, we had Salty with a question here. Sean, he said, what is the process, or sorry, what is the progress of action after O'Leary's departure? Is it pursuit of the safeties coach or promotion of Max Bulla? And how is it affecting recruiting? Sean, so here, let's just do the hypothetical here because we don't know how Notre Dame's exactly going to go this way. You could go out and get a safety coach, a new safety coach. You could just promote Max Bulla and you could make, Mike Mickens, the secondary coach and just a cornerback coach. The question I'll phrase to uh, uh, poise to you or pose to you, excuse me, is mm-hmm. what would you prefer them do? What would your preference be there? Um, a person or what you just explained that route, that would be fine. I just want whoever is elevated or either found in a search, just make sure they fit what you want. Make sure it's your choice. That's it. Yeah. Make sure it's your guy, Marcus Freeman. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want. I think it's finally gotten to a point where the roster and the staff is what he has wanted and what he has gone after and acquired, whether it's through recruiting or through people leaving and trial and error. So that's that's what I want. I think they can be effective both ways. If they want to make Mike Mickens – I mean, from a recruiting standpoint, if Mike Mickens is recruiting both defensive backs and safeties, you feel pretty good about that. You would? From what we've heard. Dude, I know. I've watched Max Bullock work exclusively with the linebackers as a GA. He was given that responsibility, which shows you the respect he has. And, and I, 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 don't, so, I don't think it was a coincidence that they played a lot better this year when Max Bullock came. I don't think that, mm-hmm. that was a coincidence. I would prefer the latter, personally, Salty. I would prefer them 
from Max Bola to the full-time linebacker coach and Mike Mickens to handle the back end because I think that that is stability, right? Like you're not bringing in an outside face, but I wouldn't be opposed to a great sec. Like I'll give the example that someone said on the message board, Sean, if Jim Leonard wanted to come coach safeties at Notre Dame. Okay, cool, man. Like we'll, we'll make that happen. Right. Like absolutely. Very good coach, but I would be more than happy with Max Bola being promoted and Mike Mickens taking on the role of secondary coach. Cause also that, Makes like makes Mike Mickens a little bit more money, and that maybe will mm-hmm. keep him around for a little bit longer as well, potentially, right? So that would be my preference, but I'm not opposed to either option depending what's on the board. So we'll see. We'll see. I think the second one also makes the most sense too, right, Sean? Because yeah. you're going up against that clock of Max Bola not being able to be a GA anymore, too, where right, it's like, right. how do we keep him here, right? Like, how do we keep him here? So I, I think that that would be... And then also, I think it would be an easier transition to Mike Mickens getting to know deeper with the safety recruits and Max Bola remaining conversation with the linebacker recruits. So I think mm-hmm. we can cut off the stability of recruiting either. So I think that that option makes the most sense, but we'll see what Nordic yeah. does, obviously. Ida Benami asked a question that we hit on, I believe, in the first section, Sean, but he just said, um, do you feel like we are leaving good offensive linemen on the board at just three? I mean, yeah. Sure. I mean, Sean, is that always the case? Because there's every single year at every position, there's a number, right? Like there's a number. So aren't you technically always leaving good players on the board? I mean, sure. I would say so. I mean, it's not even just Jack Lang either. Like there's other good offensive linemen that are on the board technically. But yeah, if you say a three and you don't take a Jack Lang, for instance, are you leaving good offensive linemen on the board? Yes. But the, but the numbers still need to make sense at the end of the day, right? I didn't like, I, it's just, that's where you are. I mean, technically last year, I, I'll give a different example. Last year, you got Kedron Young and you got Aeneas Williams at running back in the 2024 class, right? Did you technically leave other good backs on the board? Yes, but that's the number, right? Like that's the number that makes sense. And are you upset that you took two really good running backs? No. So I, I think that that's always the case, but I think there is a number that you have to uphold or else you over recruits roster management goes into flux and things become chaotic. And I don't think you want yeah. things to become chaotic all the time. Yeah. But I will say this. I think we agree on this, Sean, if you can make number four, if you can make four work and you can take Jack Lang, I would make four work and take Jack Lang, but I just don't know if I you agree. were able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, because Tommy just asked about the cover athlete again a little bit ago, Sean. I, I just wanted to pose this because we already talked about this. Nick Saban on the cover, is that something that would appeal to you or not really? Once again, like they have the deluxe. Usually they have a deluxe. If you want to give Nick Saban the deluxe cover and then the normal yeah. cover to a player, I, I, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with yeah. that. Yeah, I mean – yeah, I mean, we're also – I look, I, I think commemorating the greatest coach of this era is awesome. Like, I think that's cool. But also, Sean, I mean, aren't we going to be talking about Nick Saban enough throughout the next few months of, like, commemorating him for being the greatest coach of all time? I mean, I, I just mm. – not the greatest coach of all time, greatest coach of this era. I mean, I, we're going to talk a lot, right? We're going to yeah. talk a lot. All right, let's go to – next question is from – let's get some new people's mouths in here. Let's go. WJS says best Notre Dame player in the draft that will benefit more by being a 
free agent, uh, undrafted free agent. Interesting question. Sean, I'll go with the guy that's right on the, well, not on the borderline, a guy that I think is going to go a PFA, a priority free agent. I think fit is going to matter a lot for Thomas Harper. I think that that's going to be a guy that, because again, Sean, he's kind of a little bit of a tweener, you know, not necessarily super twitched up to be a true nickel, not necessarily big enough to be a full-time safety all the time. But if he finds the right fit, I think that there's a potential ability for him to stick on a roster, or at least stick on a practice squad. So my pick mm-hmm. would be Thomas Harper in this question. I didn't see that. I think that's a good look. Let me tell you something, man. Um, yeah. I'm interested in actually watching Schrader at the pro day. Yeah, like Some remember how in... love, aren't they? No, because <laughs> what's well, I'm sorry. Um, the name is escaping me. Who was the place kicker before Schrader? Blake Rupee. Blake Rupee. Oh, Blake Rupee stole the show at the pro day. Stole the show. Dude, everybody, dude, because, you know, all the media is standing there together. And we're like, what the hell was this during the season? I mean, he was hitting everything. Everything. Kicking the ball through the end zone. Everything they asked him to do, he did it. And then he had like a swag to him. He was walking around like the music was playing. It's like, dude, where was this kid all year? And he ended up, you know, getting picked up by the Saints. So I think Schrader has the same type of physical abilities, man, that if he has a good day. Sean, Blake Groupie didn't just get picked up by the Saints. He set the Saints rookie record for most field goals made in a season. He had 29 mm-hmm. field goals in his first year, man. <laughs> like, he had a really good rookie year for, especially for mm-hmm. a priority free agent, man. So, Trader's an interesting one. You know who else is an interesting one is Michael Vinson. If he's a free agent long snapper, it's like, go to a spot mm-hmm. where you can compete for a long snapping job. I mean, it's yeah, those are an interesting one because it's just, it's all about timing man like it's all about timing mm-hmm. and being in that right spot and being the most consistent for like a couple weeks span and then you're the guy you know like that's really all specialists are kind of judged upon so yeah it's an, another interesting one. Oh, uh, sean he, this is like a rich man's problem right here dan v says who would you rather prefer who would you prefer christian jones or marco jones christian jones obviously 2025 linebacker out in omaha nebraska west side Marco Jones is out of the state of California in 2025. Like, Sean, who would you prefer, Marco or Christian? Hold on. I'm, I'm, let me find my uh, my quarter so I can flip. <laughs> right. yeah. Let me find it. I'll, Let's see. Uh, I'll say this, because Sean. I, I, can't, I, I can't Shanahan this one. There's no way I can Shanahan this one. Let me flip. There it is. Tails. I'll take Marco. Okay. They're like, uh, dude, <laughs> what are we talking about? Is I don't take both. Get greedy. Get both. <laughs> Get greedy. Take both. <laughs> Why do we have I, to have one or the other? I, I think I would personally, like, if I could only have one, I would probably slightly take Marco. But, like, if you got Christian Jones instead, like, cool, brother. Like, you're yeah. good, man. I, I'm not worried yeah. about it at all. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not worried about it at all. It's a, it's a good problem to have, though, Sean, right? Uh, I agree. Picking between two fantastic players insured by big wanted to ask ryan what is your honest assessment on bryce underwood thanks and sean obviously you could be a part of this conversation too that is 
Bryce Underwood committed to LSU in the 2025 mm-hmm. class out of Belleville, Michigan. Belleville, Michigan. Sean, I think I think the kid's a stud, man. I mean, personally, I mean, 6'3", 205, 208 pounds, somewhere in that ballpark. I think he is a great combination of straight line speed. He's been verified in the four sixes. I think he has a very good arm. I think he's accurate, and he does nothing but win on the level that he's at, right? So I think Bryce Underwood is probably the top quarterback in 2025, in my opinion. He is a he's, – he's worth every part of the five-star billing and top 10 overall player in 2025 that he gets. He's a really good player, really good player. Best quarterback to ever commit to Brian Kelly. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. At least most talented. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Most talented, yeah. Because I yeah, mean, I guess he, he got wait. Oh yeah, no, because Jimmy Jimmy Clausen committed to um Charlie Weiss, right? Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was before Brian Kelly. So yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I did. You have to yeah, you have to tip your cap to uh Brian Kelly on this one. Yeah, man. Going up to Michigan and getting Bryce Underwood's a big deal. It's a big deal for him. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a great player, man. Great player. All right, we got Ida Minami, who also said, we talked earlier this week about Jerome Bettis Jr. Deuce Knight seems to be pushing for him. Obviously, Mike Denbrock overrides the player, but does that come into consideration at all? Well, I think they're interrelated, Iden, right? Like, yeah. look, Deuce Knight is involved in the process as far as he knows who Notre Dame is pushing for. He knows who Notre Dame wants. You think those beautiful graphics they make where Deuce Knight puts it out, like, who's next? Do you think that those are just Deuce Knight telling him, like, hey, make make those guys on that graphic? Like, that's a Notre Dame-Deuce Knight collaboration, right? Like, he's a part of the conversation. So does Deuce have any input to, like, wide receivers that he thinks are really good? I'm sure the conversation's been had at some point. I'm sure it has. But ultimately, Deuce is a part of the machine of the Notre Dame recruiting office, right? Like, it's a part of the machine. I don't think he's pushing for Jerome. I think the relationship with Elijah Burris and and uh, JB Junior took a step forward at the Junior Day, but that goes that goes back to the inside knowledge that Deuce has. Like Deuce gets the knowledge of who the staff is. Exactly. Like Deuce is not a part of the evaluation. Like when I spoke to him, he said, "Yeah, I've watched a couple of guys on film, but I trust the coaches and their evaluation." That was it. Those were his exact, his exact words. So I think he's just he's pushing for guys that the staff wants. If you right. want to put it like that, he's Where's not machine, pushing for man? guys that he yeah. He's put he's not pushing for guys that he wants. He's pushing for guys that he. And in the same breath, I think he has a relationship with guys like Jamie French that might be far-fetched in the class, but Deuce is going to continue to try to get them to take a visit. Like, why wouldn't he? Like, yeah, I'm talking to you. Who knows what happens? A player, dude, I don't think any player that's not currently enrolled could ever override. I wouldn't let a player that's a commit override my evaluation. I would. I don't know if that ever happens. Uh, it might be some special circumstances where a kid is like, yo, this is a kid I played seven on seven with. You guys might, might want to take a look. Maybe that's taking place. But it would be a rarity. 
I think it is definitely a rarity. Yeah. yeah. There's not too many, there's not too many players that just get like that leeway of like, oh, that's who you want. Okay, let's go. Let's do that. Right. Like it's that is definitely a rare thing. I don't think that that's happened much at, at, at much or at all, honestly, mm-hmm. in the history. So that I think I think stats will definitely lean into those relationships though, if it's a guy they want. Like I do I think it hurts Notre Dame's chances that Deuce Deuce Knight and Jerome Bettis Jr. play seven on seven ball together? Do I think that hurts his chances? Absolutely not. And you think that not. Deuce Knight is in Jerome's ear because of it? Absolutely. I'm guaranteed that that happens. Absolutely. Nah. All right. Let's go to Tommy Gunn just asked this, Sean. He just asked for a meetup date in Indianapolis. Tommy, I will have some information out over the next couple of days. I promise you, sir. Okay, I promise you. It's still still got to work it out, man. You know, I, I just got my stay done. I just got the, the plane ride taken care of. You know, there's a lot of miscellaneous things that happen, man. I'll tell you this, though. I will be in town from the 29th to the four, morning of the 4th. So there will be mm-hmm. several days of opportunity there. So it'll be somewhere in that window, but I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Yeah. This is one that I wanted to pull up a little bit earlier, Sean, but here we are. Jason Smith said, who is your highest rated college football player heading into next season? Overall college football. Are we talking about just overall or like via the game? Well, I guess in the game, it's part of it, right? I mean, so we could say rating overall in the game, I guess. I'm trying to think. I think Caleb Downs. Caleb Downs would be a Caleb candidate. Downs, yeah, yeah. I was trying um, to see because two four seven sports actually put out like a top list, and yeah, I mean, Caleb Downs would Caleb be very Downs, high. So they actually had Ollie Gordon as the only 99 overall, the Oklahoma State running back. Really? Yeah, they had him as the highest rated player. You know who I'm going to play with? I'm like telling you right now. Okay. I'm def. I'm definitely. I might not start a print, um, dynasty. Mm-hmm. I'm playing with Fafita. Oh, I'm going to play a couple of games. Oh no, Fafita McMillan. Oh yes. Yeah. I'm very interested in what his ratings will be, but no, I think Caleb Downs would be a really good choice. Ollie Jones at 99. Really. Ollie Gordon. Ollie. I mean, Ollie, yeah, Ollie Gordon. The 99. Yeah. He was the only 99 they had on that, on that, uh, on that ranking, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a great player, but 99 is like, that's like a special breed, man. I just don't know if there's a 99. Yeah, I, just don't know I, just don't know I don't know if he's that dude. Yeah. 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 There's definitely no 99 in the quarterback. Well, dude, they had so many guys rated super hot. Sean. So they had out of this top 10 list, which again, you know, these things are for clicks, obviously, but so they had top 10 and one, two, three, four, five of the top 10 were quarterbacks. Okay. Five of the top 10 were quarterbacks. You want to hear these ratings for these quarterbacks? You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Who do you think was the highest rated quarterback on this list? I would probably say Quinn Ewers, but it probably wouldn't be him. No, it is. Quinn Ewers was the top okay. rated on their list. What do you think okay. they rated him? Where do you think they rated him? 94? 96? 96. Okay. They had Shadur Sanders at 95 as the second-ranked quarterback. Hmm. Oh, God. Michael, Michael in the chat. 
chill out, my guy, because I personally do think Caleb Downs is the best safety in college football. So calm down with the clown show comments, my man. We had, then we had Jalen Daniels at 94 from Kansas, Carson Beck at 94, and Dylan Gabriel at 94, Sean. Dylan Gabriel. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, too, too high, man. A little too high on a couple of those quarterbacks, in my opinion. Just a little bit. A little bit. Good players, but a little bit too high. Yeah, this certain stuff is not even worth responding to. Dude. Just... Yeah, I know. I know. You know. And certain people well, they had cake, like, for ten, cake for 10. I already know where, yeah. where things lie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the next one. We're winding down here, by the way, folks. But there's a couple questions we're still going to get to here. We had a, a quick one here from Daniel McInnes who says, does Marco Jones have any future visits planned for Notre Dame? Not as of yet, Daniel, uh, Daniel but I expect that to change sometime soon. So um, I know he was... Last time I spoke to him, he was working on some moves, but nothing was solidified at that time. We had oh, – that's a tough one, Sean. I need some time to think about this one. But Jason Smith said, who are your top five head coaches in college football in 2024? Top five head coaches mm. in college football. I'm, I'm going to pull up a list just so I'm not blankly doing so this. So is, this, is this based upon – are we including like – Okay, Kirby's number one for me. Kirby's number one. Probably right now, yeah. Yeah. Kirby. I'm I'm impressed with Kalen DeBoer and what he's done. I am. Kalen DeBoer. He outcoached Dan Lennon and Steve Sarkeesian Mm -hmm. in five games in the course of two years. That's pretty impressive. Dabo Swinney. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I would give it to Dabo just off the strength of, even with the struggles recently, I would, yeah, I would consider him a top five coach. I would. It's not going to be popular, man, but I'm putting Kyle Whittingham in the top five. I'm putting Kyle Whittingham from Utah in the top five. I am. I'm putting him in there. Putting him in there. No Nick Saban. Jim Harbaugh is obviously gone. Dabo. I'm just looking at a list. Lincoln Riley. I wasn't. Uh, no. I mean, yeah. The the the. the what was what's the phrase? The the bloom has come off of the rose a little bit. Is that? Yeah, I think. I with think Lincoln that's right, Riley, right? Something like the, that. The shine has come off of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost a little bit of the luster. Mm-hmm. That was there. Um, Brian Kelly. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Don't make me do that. Don't make me do that. I, I'm just looking at this list, Sean. There's not like a lot of great candidates to be a top five coach because then it's like, yo, Brian no. Day listed here at seven. Luke, no, Fickle, heck no. Franklin, like, heck yeah, it's no. not a great list. Man. It's not a great list. So I think, I think, I think your boy down at Ole Miss deserves some credit. He's been Lane consistent, Kiffin, really. Lane has been – hey, you can say what you want to say. Ole Miss is not an easy – that's not an easy school to win at. It's not It's not that. It's late, not. No. I agree. No. I agree. And he has been 10 wins. He's been pretty consistent. Yeah. So Lane has learned his lessons, and I think he has – he's in consideration. Ryan Day is not a top five head coach. I'm sorry. No, he's, he's not. Just, he's not. No, he does. He does less with more. He, no. I can't give it to him. I would. I Brian, would. Brian, Brian Kelly definitely over Ryan Day. Brian Kelly definitely. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. 
I would definitely take yep. Brian Kelly over Ryan Day. Yep. And if you just want to talk about uh, needing to prove it, I was very impressed with the job Jed Fish did at Arizona this year. Very impressed. Mm-hmm. And he was successful before he got to Arizona. I, I, I do want to see what he can do at Washington. Yeah. Man, because we, need, he, we need a couple of these. We need a couple of these younger coaches to uh, uh, um, kind of ascend over the next couple of years, right? Like you need Lane to kind of ascend. Steve Sarkeesian. You need some of these guys to ascend a little bit. Mike Norvell. Cal, another one. Cal Whittingham out. is a good call. Cal Whittingham is a good call. He I probably mean, would be dude, outside my top five, but yeah, he. he I mean. Sean, he's never going to have Utah to the point where you're just like top five program, right? But like, we're just talking about a straight up coach. I mean, I think he's a top five coach, man. He's a great coach. He really is. Talk about getting more out of less. That's Kyle Whittingham mm-hmm. gets more out of less, man. Like, mm-hmm. he really does. So, yeah. yeah. Like, the list I, uh, list I saw, which still included Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh because it was before this past season, they had James Franklin at number 10. Get the f out of here, man! With James Franklin, nah. please get that out of here, man. Nah. And Mike Norvell has some—he—he he still has some things to prove. He does. He's one of those young ascending coaches, though, where he, he could be there. He could be there yeah. pretty soon. He could be. Yeah, he has some things to prove. There are some guys. Honestly, we're just talking about pure coaching. I think what yeah. Chuck Martin has done. Chuck Martin has done an incredible job in Miami, Ohio. He really has. That, you take a look at it. You well, know, that, that's, that's not doing it on a big scale, but I'm so talking about tricky, pure coaching. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I would say, coaching. like, Lance Leopold might be one of those guys, too, right? But, like, you can't justify right. necessarily putting him there because of he's, you know, he was at Buffalo and at Kansas now, but mm-hmm. he's a heck of a coach, man. He'd be heck really of a good coach. coach. Heck yeah. of a coach. Someone had a, uh, it was a, Video question. So it's uh, Sean Stewart said, "Give me, give 2K Sports another shot at making a college or pro football game. Guarantee EA will end their game because of competition." I absolutely agree. EA had gotten lazy. Dreamcast came out, and that's when 2K yeah. was the, the the designer for Dreamcast when it came out. And then all of a sudden, you start to see because the 2K games, the football and the basketball, were better than the EA games the NBA live and the Madden that year. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, 2K gets bought, gets bought out or integrated into uh, EA. Right. And then the games got better, progressively better. So that 2K, man, 2K deserves a lot of credit for where gaming went. I'm going to pull this question up, Sean, just to kind of say, like, I don't know if there's an actual answer to it, but Michael said, name... Names that have plans to visit Notre Dame in spring spring game that you think may be a make or break set the tone visit moving forward for first time visitors. The problem is, is that there's not a lot of guys that are visiting for the first time is the issue, mm-hmm. right? Like Devin Williams has been to Notre Dame in the past. Mark Zachary has been to Notre Dame in the past. Damian Shanklin has been to Notre Dame in the past. Noah McHale has been to Notre Dame in the past. Christian Jones has been to Notre Dame in the past. First time visitors like right now that we know of Sean is like, Brady Hart's, you know, in 2026. I and I don't, don't know if that's a make or break because I don't know if he's the quarterback that they're gonna push for in 2026. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know if that's a make it or break it conversation. So Michael slightly dodging the question just because I don't know if there's a big pool to pull from as far as guys that mm-hmm. have never taken a visit to Notre Dame. So it's just kind of 
this this offseason is more about for the 2025 class, like getting guys that are priorities for you back on campus that have been on campus already before. That's kind of even if Nathaniel Wusu Botang ends up taking another visit, uh, official or unofficial, he has been to Notre Dame already, you know? So it's mm-hmm. not like no surprises. Marco Jones has been to Notre Dame. Oh, you know what? Actually, no, no. I changed my mind, Sean. One guy. I'll give you one guy. Antoine Delorier from a- from Raven Gap, Georgia, the linebacker that was formerly of Canada. He's a, he's a potential guy. He's never been to Notre Dame before. If he comes and he kills it and Notre Dame loves him and the personality and everything, maybe he's in the class. Like, we'll see. We'll see, obviously, where that thing moves forward. But I'll give you Antoine Delorier. But, again, there's just not a lot of guys that have not visited before that have scheduled visits so far. We just had a comment from Andre Tonsil, and I think we're done unless we had any questions come in. But Andre said, one of the best things about the football game coming back is that you can make your own schedule. You can schedule all those tough teams. But you can make your own schedule like when they were the last year. Yeah. You could edit your schedule. You, you, yeah, could, you, could, you could choose you could, your, you open, your open weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the best part, too, is that like when I would choose like Notre Dame or like one of the independents or whatever – you could choose your schedule every single year because uh, you're not tied into a conference at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could have just chose your schedule the whole time, but yeah, I mean, moving forward, that's obviously going to be more of a regularity type of thing. So interesting comment moving us. So folks, that's going to do it for today's show. I hope you all enjoyed again. If you missed the first section, we talked about some recent recruiting news for Notre Dame in the 2025 class and a little bit of 2026 news. We also hit on the second part of this podcast, a little bit of early NCAA football video game talk as it pertains to Notre Dame football. And in the mailbag, not only did we hit a little bit on Al Golden's contract extension, we took all your great questions as well. So before you do, make sure you hit that thumbs up. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit the notification bell. You know when a show is coming up next on the channel. If you're listening to your favorite podcast platform, Five-star reviews are very much appreciated. And make sure you go to irishbreakdown.com for all the free content and also boards at irishbreakdown.com and sign up to become a premium subscriber at the site. And we'll talk to you all very soon. Have a great weekend. But for now, it is a farewell here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.